Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C. We're back with episode 46. Can't believe it's been 46 episodes of the... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit? The shit. You'll get the shit. I believe this shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, founder, creator, owner, all that good stuff of the STS Shooting the Shit Podcast. This is going to be episode 46, and I appreciate everybody tuning in last week, man. Episode 45 was a great episode. We did something new last week. I was having a, you know, we had a um, live interview a portion of the podcast with my guy Jake Tovar, Jacob Tovar, fantastic, talented, unique photographer, I hope you guys check that out man, returning listeners, welcome back to the show, new listeners, man, you guys are missing out on so much, this is going to be the 46th episode, make sure y'all follow us on STS Podcast 661, that's going to be on Twitter and Instagram, we got a lot of things going on um, in the progress y'all, we got uh, we're trying to make the podcast um, a priority, I guess you could say. It's always been, you know, but we're trying to make sure we got um, a lot of consistency coming. A lot of, um, uh, I guess we're doing unique things. We're doing first time ever um, podcast. So I'm really excited about that. We're trying to, you know, spread our create creative thinking, I guess you could say. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. If you guys need an STS shirt, DJ EC3 shirt, make sure you guys contact me, DM me. Um, again, we're on Apple Podcast, Anchor, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find um, your podcast. Uh, we're going to be on that platform, I promise you. It was another good week, man. I thought it was uh, it was really successful last week. I think this week's going to be a deep podcast. One of the most important podcasts I think I've done so far. Uh, we have a lot to discuss. Man, um, a lot's going on in America right now. A lot's going on. Um, a lot of people are angry. We have, we have the unfortunate murder of George Floyd. Um, the Minneapolis police uh, killed this man. He was a black man choked him uh, to death in front of citizens of Minneapolis. That's what you say. Sorry about that. Um, and a tragedy, outright murder, outrageous. It's uh, it's sad. It's 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 a moment. It's going to be a black eye in um, the United States history if, it, if we didn't have enough of those already. Um, and it's a sad situation. It's a sad story. The outrage is pouring from that community. The outrage is pouring in America for this uh, to stop. Um, when we have abuse of uh, authority from law enforcement, the masses will. Uh, it looks like the masses are now uh, rallying. And the results are not what people, uh, they're not pretty. And sometimes we're going to have to take the steps that are necessary to be noticed, to um, to demand our respect, to demand the change that not, we not not just in that law enforcement community, but be the change that we need to see from everybody. Um, to see another black man being murdered by law enforcement is um, disgraceful. It's um it's appalling, and it's just sad, y'all. It's um it's been a rough week in America. Uh, so we're going to go into that today. Uh, I've got a special guest speaker today on my podcast. 
my little cousin Erica, she's just not AEC guest. She's gonna be our first woman guest, and she's gonna be uh she's gonna be here representing. She's she just graduated from Cal State Bakersfield. She's the first in our immediate family to um, obtain a um, a bachelor's degree, so I'm really proud of her. We're gonna have her on later on in the podcast, and we're gonna definitely um we're gonna you know go into what she has going on and her accomplishment and. We're gonna congratulate. Her. We're gonna applaud her. We're gonna give her a moment of shine. I'm really happy I could give up. I could provide that platform to tell her story. Um, we're not gonna have a DOC. Um, I guess lend me air segment, shooting the shit segment. Um, we're gonna just dive into it, y'all. This is a very important podcast today. Um, as you guys know, uh, four cops were obtained. Um, detaining. George Floyd, many, I can't even say it's just to say I'm Minnesota. Um, you know, they detained him, had him belly down. Um, four officers, uh, you know, he was handcuffed, hands behind his back. It looks like they he had the cops called on him due to um, the allegation of having a hot check written at this market. Um, don't know, honestly, don't know if that turned out to be a. Uh, uh, Credible. Don't know if that was if that ended up being correct or if that was proven not right. But we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss the abuse of authority um, from law enforcement. Um, another minority has been um, murdered by the police department there in Minneapolis. Minute, I can't say it from this Minnesota police department. Uh, sad video. Really hard video to watch. Um, if you guys have seen it, I'm sure it's made its rounds on the internet by now. Uh, the man was choked to death. Uh, this officer had his knee back of his neck. Uh, the man stated several times that he couldn't breathe. The man stated several times he was hurting. They were hurting him. Um, I'm not a law enforcement officer. I'm not a professional. I'm just seeing what I see. Now do me a favor. Let me in here. Uh, before that point, um, it, it looks like they they obtained him. They were able to detain him, and uh, the the situation looked like it was being de escalated. And then you see this video of this man being uh, murdered. It's execution. It's um, it's despicable. It's really um. I know. A lot of people here, um, you know, we're, we're Mexicans, we're Latinos, um, and the, I know some questions going to be, what, how does that pertain to us? What does that guy do with us? And honestly, y'all, it has everything to do with us. Um, not just as a race, but as a minority in this uh, country, uh, it is statistically uh, proven that we are more, tar- we are targeted by law enforcement. Um We've seen several times where, you know, white mass shooters, white citizens are given, I don't know if you could say the benefit of the doubt, better treatment. Um, they are given the opportunity uh, to go without any barley harm. And you've seen it yesterday. This is not something new. This is another black man who was killed by the by by law enforcement this was another minority being har- harassed being hurt being killed
by an officer of the law. And the officer of the law is to protect us. It's not the it's not in his duty to be the judge, jury, and executioner. And I firmly believe that. It's it's despicable to see people um, attempt to justify his actions or their actions and I know that these four uh, deputies these four cops have since been fired ter terminated from their um, police force but there must be more done um, I'm not saying let's kill them let's say let's burn them at the stake but there shall be justice for this and just so many instances so many circumstances before this um, have called for justice to be served we're talking about due process, and we need justice. We need um charges to be brought up for murder, maybe capital murder. They did this as a public. This was the modern day public lynching. Doesn't matter what um how the media depicts this. This is uh, a abuse of power. The man died with a cop's knee in his neck. I don't know, y'all. It just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like um, America. This isn't what we're. This is. This is. This is not what we should be. This is not how we should be represented. It's just we shouldn't be going through these circumstances. This man was not toting a gun. This man was not a murderer or a suspect on the run or you know a child molester or a rapist. This man was accused of. Um, Accused of a hot check, writing a you know a bogus check. Okay, that's wrong. But did is that a, is that an automatic death sentence? Is that something to say? You know what, this man deserves to die. Let's have his death displayed all over the internet. Let's have his death displayed for millions to see. And now, the outrage is coming not just from that, but the but the most despicable thing I've heard is now people are you know they're condemning the looters, they're condemning the protest, the violent protest. Yes, there is violent protest. Yes, we demand to be heard. Yes, this is the route that we're gonna go. Why? Because this whole you know, we don't want to take a knee. We're gonna do peaceful pro peaceful protesting. Let's let's be peaceful. What do let's be diplomatic about this? What has that done for us? What has that provided for us and our future and our families? How is that um how is that gonna prevent this from happening to your cousin, to my brother, to me, to any minority? It doesn't matter if it's Latino, Asian, black, Dominican, Puerto Rican, any minority who's not white. This affects all of us, y'all. We have to stand up for each other as one. And I'm not saying a white man deserves this either, but we have to be, we are in the minority. We're not a part of law enforcement. It's us versus them. And it's always been that way. And now the time for peaceful protest, I believe y'all, it's gone. There's no way to turn back around. Um, so many people are outraged about the looters going to Target, going to these mom and pop stores. And if you're more um, angry about looters and, you know, these protests than you are about George Floyd being murdered by uh, law enforcement, you are part of the problem. It's pathetic. Who cares about that? Why are we doing this? Why are we... Um, why are they... Uh, how do I say this? Reacting in this way because we have 
been peaceful for a long time. We've been promised change. We were promised that this is going to, you know, this isn't um, a reoccurring circumstance. It's been reoccurring for such a long time. Gordo shout to James De La Rosa, rest in peace, killed by BPD, unarmed, no criminal history, shot dead. Why? It was abuse of the authority. Abuse of the badge. And it's enough. It, it, we can't keep acting like this is just a normal thing. What are we going to do? Just, you know, we're gonna, you know, people are just expecting us to ride for a week and next week we're going to forget about it. This video, and this is the outrage that comes from me. Just watching this video, man, it, it breaks my heart um, to see this man on the ground, handcuffed, detained. They could have thrown his ass in the back of the car. They could have figured out a way to not kill him. And they did. The man was asking for his mother. The man was saying, give me some water. And they killed him. He died. A minority. I got a lot of black friends. So yeah, I take it personal. It does involve us. It does involve me. It could be any of my black homies, any of my brothers, my guys, people I loved with all my heart. It could be them next. And I don't want people to die. I don't want cops to be shot. I don't want law enforcement to be non-existent. But there has to be a way to change this. The way the system's set up, the way that they, they, the way they view us, the way they treat us, um, starts within us too. Also, we need to be more educated. We need to be more involved in the neighborhood. We need to have our law. We gotta be more involved with law enforcement. We gotta have law enforcement come within our communities. We need to have. Um, Interactions with more law enforcement. I know we always think that law enforcement are the devil, but do we ever get to know them? Um, yeah, they're they're not all bad, but it's a systematic change that needs to be done. There is something, and I don't have the answers. Again, I'm not an expert. It's the STS podcast. I'm not here to change your beliefs. I'm not here to change your opinion on anything. I'm just here to give my opinion on things. And it's time for a change. It's time um, that we be aware that what's happening. Um, my guy Donuts posted something uh, that, you know, that made me feel a certain type of way, um, in a great way. And, you know what, he's right. Um, when he posted, justice will not be served to those who are unaffected or, out, or, or as outraged as those who are. And how can you not say that's the truth? So many people think that just doesn't affect them. That's the problem. Um, it could be us next. Uh, we have to have empathy, uh, not just for the black community, but just for that for the, the community in Minnesota. There's rioting. Um, they're sick of this. Um, this white man. Um, it just wasn't the white man. You know, those four officers on down. It was, a, I believe, an Asian American also. These four, you know, cops. They abused their power. They abused their authority. We're sick of it. Um, this happens. Damn near, every time you turn on TV, you see this. You see um, someone, you know, getting killed by the police. And, you know, 
I'm not going to get into reasons why or, you know, we can't justify this. It just, something has to change. And I understand, you know, my father was a part of um, law enforcement for 20, 20 plus years. I know they have to get them to their families too. And I do understand that. I do respect that. But, um, we just need to uh, really rethink our values. Another quote I've seen was, a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? That was by MLK. And he was saying this back in the 60s. Um, oppression. You know, oppression of the black man has been um, has been blood on the hands of America since the beginning. Um, the oppression of the black man um, is something that people, you know, I think now, people, oh, you know, it's been 20 years. We could move past that. No. That that race has still been um, treated in such a horrible way that we can, that there's nothing we can nothing that America could do to ever how can I say it's nothing that America can ever do to make that better to erase that history. Um, It's just sad, man. It's really sad to see um, how people treat other people, how people treat each other, how we still, and I'm trying to get emotional on this type of stuff, but um, we still treat people based on their skin color. We don't treat people because of their character or what they displayed it was, you know, what... What vibes they give off to us, how they treat us, we we automatically come up with assumptions because of their skin color, without having a conversation with them, without having any type of verbal interaction with them, without hearing their story, without giving them a chance. This has to stop, people. This has to stop in America. I don't know the answers. Don't have the answers. I probably don't want to know the answers. But it's not going to get any better without a stand. Learn from history. How the fuck we become an independent nation? We took a stand. And it wasn't a peaceful stand. We risked everything. We stand for something or die for nothing. And, you know, we're going to bring children to this world. And it's going to be a scary world. I have nephews and nieces. Got a lot of, um, just a lot of family, a lot of friends. Minorities and um, scary times, scary times in America still on top of this pandemic, on top of this financial um, disaster we've been dealing with our economy. Um, you know, I hope everybody, you know, I respect everybody's opinion, everybody's belief, but uh, we definitely need to stand for something now. What do you stand for, y'all? Um, are we going to keep having this done to ourselves? Are we going to keep having our... Um, our brothers killed, our Latino brothers, our black brothers, 
our minority brothers, even our white brothers, are we going to have each other killed by a man with a badge? Are we going to continue to let them be jury, judge, executioner? Are we going to continue um, putting law in their own hands with no due process? We don't get our day in court. We don't get our time to hear our side of the story. We don't get to share our story. And it's sad. And in my opinion, don't give a fuck if y'all think I'm wrong. I don't want people to die. I don't want people to be violent. But if they're not going to hear us peacefully, then you should burn it down. Burn it all down. And let's see what happens. Maybe they're heroes. Maybe they're hear them. Maybe the revolution, the change, will finally come. Who knows? I'm just a boy from the east side of Bakersfield, California. And um, we shall see what happens. Rest in peace. George Floyd, rest in peace James El Rosa, rest in peace anybody who has been culturally by the hand of law enforcement. Sad, another sad um, day in America. And um, that's all I got today. Don't really know what else to say. I got an interview with my little cousin Erica, just graduated from Cal State. Uh, COVID nineteen ruined our <laughs> our um, ceremony for her, so we're gonna get to that. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast, man. I got deep today. I'm just really angry, just really sad. And I hope everybody um stop being angry over looting. Be angry about the reason why they're looting. Being with the life that was lost. If they could be the last time, that's what's sad. So check out this interview with my little cousin. We're going to light up the mood a little bit. I'm sorry, I'm just a little pissed off right now, y'all. This is episode 46 of the STS Podcast. My name is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. Okay, what's up, y'all? My name is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. You guys already know, founder, creator of the STS Podcast. For the first time ever... It's been a minute. We've been saying we're going to do this for a while. My first female guest, my cousin, Erica. Erica, want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Erica. <laughs> That's a great introduction. Oh. <laughs> More? No, it's cool. So, Erica's my little cousin. Um, again, she's going to be the first female guest we ever had on the podcast. We're recording the podcast now. So, we're going to do, we're trying to continue this um, live interviews we have going on in. The biggest uh, accomplishment besides the podcast, podcast really don't matter when it comes to real life things, Erica is the first woman uh, graduate in our immediate family. So congratulations, Shorty. Thank you. Want to tell the people what you just graduated from and um, from where and all that good stuff? Yeah, so I was finishing up my undergrad at CSUB with a major in kinesiology with a concentration in allied health. So allied health is basically if you want to be a physician's assistant, 
physical therapist and occupational therapist. So that was the concentration I chose to be occupational therapist. And you finished in four years, right? Four years and a summer session. So what do, I'm doing right now. You're doing right now. So how does it feel, Shorty? It feels so weird. Like it doesn't even feel real. Like I don't know. Like it's so weird to like think that I finished like in four years. Cause I didn't think I was gonna finish in four years. I thought I was gonna finish like in five. Cause everyone's like, if you don't finish in four, it's okay. Like at least you're still going and finishing. But yeah. I was really happy I finished in four years. It's rare to finish in four years. That's why. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's like crazy that I actually did it in four years. People big and you know, uh, Dad, you know, they always says. Go to BC. People go to BC for two years. Yeah. And they grind it out for maybe another three, four years. And that's why I'm, re- I'm, I'm proud of you no matter what, but I'm really proud you, you, you know, you put your, um, I don't want to say you put your, your bootstraps up, but you grinded, <laughs> you dedicated yeah. yourself, and you got it done in four years. I really did. I know. I have Nino to thank for that because he was like, no, you're going to go to C- I saw CCB, but he pushed me to go to CCB because he was all like, no, you don't have kids, you're not married, just go the four years and you'll finish in the four years since you have nothing holding you back, no distractions, and it's like easier that way. So you, and I guess you could say you're really happy that you went that way then. Yeah. That's cool. I think that, um, again, you're the first woman in our family to do that. How's it feel? You know, I guess, I know your dad's family, you guys, yeah. you know, they're full of graduates. Shout out to the Vigil family. But in our little family, you know, not a lot, only my, only pops went to school, you know, and yeah. now you followed in his footsteps. How does that feel to be, you know, you're the, you're the standard barrier now. Like, you've set the bar for everybody, next at the next generation, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I set the bar high for, like, Jaden and Cameron so they can see that. It's good to go to go to a four-year college right out of high school that they can do it as well. And they're like, oh, Erica can do it. Like, I can do it as well. Like, even though she's, like, a girl or whatever, like, um, I can still do it. Definitely. Myself. I think now until the 20, it doesn't even matter if you're a woman or not. Just someone who's getting your education. Yeah. And especially being Latina and... I guess... And kind of, like, first-gen a little first bit. First-gen, but yeah. sometimes, you know, the odds are... The stats, I guess, statistics are not always on our side either, you know what I mean? Some people just go and, oh, we're going to take a semester off, like me. Yeah. You know, take forever. <laughs> we don't take the full schedule. Uh-huh. You really grinded it yeah, out. Yeah, so. it was hard taking, like, 16 units, 17 units. It was really stressful because my advisor was like, you should take this many classes, but then I wouldn't really listen. <laughs> I would no. just take the bare minimum. But then, like, I was like, no, if I want to finish, I have to take, like, um, max out my units. How? What was the most difficult, I guess, period for you um, during the last four years when you probably, not saying you fucked this, I'm not going to do this anymore, but you <laughs> thought about, hey, maybe I sh- is this really going to be worth it? Um, It was hard during the late night study, study because I was like, this is so hard, I can't do this, and like, no, I don't really like have someone like in a, not an authority figure, but like, not someone who was, like, older than me to, like, help me with my homework. Definitely. Like, no one really, like, no no one in the family, like, understood, like, my science homework, or my stats, math homework. Just, yeah. Or what was, just math. Like, I know you asked me for time. Like, <laughs> don't know what the hell. Yeah, so it was, like, kind of hard to, like, figure everything out on myself. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Like, what if I fail? Like, I would always cry to my mom. Like, I can't do this. Like, can I just take a semester off and, like, take a break for a little while? And then she would be like, she would like motivate me and be like, no, you can do it. Just believe in yourself. Take your time. Like, don't worry. Definitely. Like, it all pay off in the end. Definitely. And with your major, what was your major again? I'm sorry. Kinesiology. Why kinesiology? 
Um, okay, well, like, kinesiology is, like, a broad term. There's, like, different areas for, like, why people choose to be, like, choose the major kinesiology. So, for example, like, back in the day, the kinesiology majors I see used to be mostly chose that major because they wanted to be, like, a PE teacher. But, like, as time went on, there's different areas that people that has gotten to the major. So, like, it went from physical therapy, PE teacher, exercise science, occupational therapy, and, like, mm-hmm. it just got bigger over the years. So, I think I chose physical, I mean, kinesiology because it's, like, deal, dealing with sports. And, like, I've always done dance. I did cheer. I've always been active. Definitely. So, I felt, like, it would be interesting to know how, like, our body works, like, the different bones and muscles we use to, like, pick up a water, to do this, to do that. And then, I'll, then I chose allied health for my concentration because in occupational therapy, well, okay, well, occupational therapy is, to start off with, is, like, someone who's paralyzed or, like, they have one limb or no limbs. It's just helping them get around Definitely. on their daily routine to, like, be normal, I Make guess. Make life easier for yeah, them. Yeah, so, Definitely. like, not really, like, on the physical therapy side is where, like, you injure yourself and you're just exercising that one Limb or whatever, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, what occupational therapy is, you're just like you're set like that for life, so it's just making life easier with your daily activities. So, when was it when Bubba? Well, actually, it was because of Bubba when he first got sick and mm-hmm. he couldn't walk, he couldn't do like really anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of like inspired me to like become an occupational therapist. Like, like how could Bubba make this easier for him because he can't walk or when he used to use a cane? Definitely. So, I thought like that was like one of my main interests. Mm-hmm. The motivations to go into yeah. that field, okay. And then how um, kids, like, when they're growing up, they struggle, like, how to put their shirt on, how to tie their shoes, like, how that was very difficult for some kids that mm-hmm. I knew. Mm-hmm. So that also gave me the motivation to, like, oh, maybe, like, if I go into this field, I can help them, like, learn easier ways to, like, do their daily activities. Definitely. So you, basically, you want to help people. Yeah. That's great. And allied health... What exactly is that? I don't know a lot about That's that. That's like either. a concentration in kinesiology. So there were three concentrations. There's exercise science mm-hmm. that deals with like your physiology, just like different things like that. I'm not really too sure about that one. And then the other concentration was um, physical education. Like mm-hmm. if you want to be um, teach at the gyms or a PE teacher or just like a recreational Mm-hmm. like teaching and then my concentration was allied health okay. so that goes into physician's assistant occupational therapy and physical therapy mm-hmm. so that's what i chose do you, and what do you what's what what do you see coming out with this degree are you going to continue with your master's are you going to maybe going to teaching or maybe physical therapy what's going to be your career goals well since i'm finishing this summer i was gonna try and get like a job first with my internship and get my foot in the door with that Definitely. And then just gain experience and volunteer hours because I do need volunteer hours in order to apply for grad school. Like the schools that I want to go to, they require a certain amount of hours to do. Mm-hmm. So I have to do that first and then hopefully just like have like little jobs like working at the schools, like maybe volunteering to teach like an after school program like with dance or like PE, whatever comes like my way. And- Will that count towards your, I guess, uh, those hours if you do that? Or just say you go to Mount Vernon and become like a dance teacher, does that count towards the hours or Well the internship hours that I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. those could go towards my grad school application, but I, I need more hours okay. than my internship provides, so So you're gonna have to go to multiple that. internships maybe? Um, probably yeah. I can probably okay. like bounce around to see um, what other internships I could get into. 
What about? I know we talked about we talk about family all the time. Your dad's family. How did you did you feel any pressure? Because they have the bar raised really high over there. Yeah, they family. really do. <laughs> so how do you? Is that was that a little bit more pressure too? Like yo, I got to finish these four years because I want to meet that. I guess the expectations. It was yeah, it was hard. I felt like I was more pressured from my from my dad's side. They didn't really show it, but I felt it like emotionally. Like I had to be more like pressured since they're like they all have their degrees, they have their careers all set, and I'm just like if I don't finish, then I, I'll look like a failure or like they'll look down on me kind of since I didn't like finish or get my degree as soon as they did. Yeah, definitely. But other than that, they've been like supportive through the whole time. Not really. <laughs> what kind of made me sad because I, I was, you know, I'm proud of you. We had a moment too, like oh, I know. in the garage, y'all. <laughs> she came out. We were doing. I was playing the music on for her, and it was the grad thing. And I wasn't even ready for her. I didn't know she was gonna come out. And you're in your your get up, your whole graduation get up. Her and man, everything. And I'm not a big, I'm a crier, but it takes a lot to move me, like as happy tears. Yeah. And man, I was really proud to see that you're really beautiful, and you're Thank really. You. It was like, damn. You, like, like I, even the song hit me when you played it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Like, it's real. My te- my tears just started coming down. I'm going to always remember that. Like, oh, I always tell you this, too. I remember the first day you came home after your mom had you. And I want to remember that, too, now when you graduated. Yeah. You know? So it was kind of like, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. Like, damn, this, she was a little girl. <laughs> like, you always look like a baby sister to me. So it's like, now she's a grown woman. And she's accomplishing goals. That, yeah, it's And you motivate to me, too, it. shit. Like, <laughs> I know, like, I've been going to school. Yes, Erica, because I've been, how long have I been going to, how long have I been going to school for, shit? And when I get Before to that, me. yes, dude, like I've been taking little fucking class here, a class there, failing fucking all these classes, getting academically disqualified. Yeah. Like people don't even understand. I can't wait to tell my husband on that. Like, you you really motivate me in Asia also because we're like, damn, Eric can do it, and you know oh, we're really happy you. for you. I'm glad I motivate you guys. And like, and I don't know if your mom told you this either. I texted your mom that night too, and I told her because you know how it is sometimes. I think people kind of don't. They don't give parents props. Mm-hmm. And I tell your mom, too, like, your mom's grinded for a long time, working two jobs. She really has Grind been. her ass off, you know, to get the ha- to get a house, um, to just put food on the table. And I told her that she's done a great job. She like, has. I, I feel like I don't give my mom enough credit, even though, like, we get on each other's nerves. She is a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, God, my dear, is a pain in the ass. We're not going to lie yeah, there. Yeah, she's something else. <laughs> she really is. But, yeah, my mom did a really good job. She raised me right. She knew, like, I can do school since um, I didn't have a job. Well, I did have a job on campus, but not, like, a full-time job. Like, she was there to help support me. She just wanted me to focus on school, get good grades, and she'd help me with, like, any money problems that I had. That's why I was telling her, like, she really, um... She did a great job. She's always was there to help you and make this journey as easy as possible. From because you know a lot of, you know college students. Some of us live solo. Some mm-hmm. of us got to work. Some of us our parents aren't able to provide for them. Yeah. You know I see that all the time. They have to kind of make sacrifices in their college life in order to make this real life stuff work. Yeah. So I'm really like I I text her because I say you know you know this people don't give parents props and mm-hmm. do a good job and. She did a good job, you know, and shout out to your pops too. Yeah, but I just know, <laughs> I just know the grind that you know Titi's been. She don't bitch about it, you know. She's mm-hmm. she's always been a go getter. She's a she grinder. She really has been with all her three jobs back in the day uh, in yeah. high school. Titi's always been like that. Like that's how I feel like with me. Like she's like Tata. 
That's why I feel like when I get that thought there too, yeah. both my thoughts, we're going to fucking grind and we're not going to bitch. Go get it yourself. We don't need sleep. <laughs> like, we don't sleep yeah. at all, you know? <laughs> Another thing I want to talk about uh, that made me sad, like I was saying, I was really happy you got your degree. But I And I was happy we did the drive-by and whatnot. Yeah. But I wanted to see you on that stage at the at, uh, at the amphitheater there at Cal State. That's what I was really looking forward to because I feel like that's like... Like, the classes and the grades and the degrees, like, a really big deal. But, like, I feel like when you walk across stage, like, your family sees all your accomplishments and, like, they're proud of you. Like, and, like, they're proud to see you in this new milestone Definitely. that I've gone into. So, that's what I was looking forward to, like, to see everybody see me and walk across stage and just, like, have that moment with me. So, when the COVID-19 and everything that happened and they postponed graduation, like, I was really sad that. I was really, we were all looking forward to that, you know, maybe a party, um, you yeah. know, just to celebrate you, because that, to do what you did, but people, I know a lot of people have done it, congrats to everybody, but it's not easy doing what you did, especially in four years. Yeah, straight out of high school, like, I felt like I couldn't do it, I thought I was like, oh, I'll just take a year off, but then I was like, that's when Nino motivated me to like, no, just do it now, like, get it done, and you'll be happy you got it done as fast as you did. I think Nino and myself, we could always say that too, because I know we've, like you heard him the other day, he thought he could just go and get classes and we're going to be a PO and that's yeah. it. He didn't know about Gen Ed. He didn't know about, you know, your major and your minor and there's certain classes. You got to get the 60 units no matter yeah. what the fuck it is. It could be, like, you take like, a Frisbee class, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I've taken some weird classes too. So, you you were in a position that we wish we were fucking in when we got out of high school. Yeah. Like, I know you want me. Fresno State was always an option. Yeah. Like I this. had actually, like, three options. So it was CSUB, um, CSU Channel Island, and then Fresno State. I remember the time. Ta- we yeah. were so sad. We, I got <laughs> like, We were crossing our fingers. Like, I hope she don't go to fucking Channel Island. Because I don't Because that's... We get sad. I don't want you to leave. You yeah. Know? But then I... Part of me does feel like, damn, I wish you kind of did leave just where you could experience that. That's what I kind of wish too, but I was scared to like, I was scared to leave everybody and be on my own. I feel like I wasn't. It's fairly really unknown. Prepared for that, yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah <laughs> but maybe you know, maybe you can now. You never know. Like I'm not saying you are, but yeah, that's always. A I feel like I am now. I just feel like I need a little bit more time to Definitely. like figure everything out before I apply to the master's program. And it was also difficult because how you were saying that you and Nino didn't know, like, you guys had to take general ed classes. Like, mm-hmm. it was hard for me because I had an I had an advisor who was, like, helpful, but he wasn't, he didn't really go into detail about, like, my career path. I like to take these classes. So I kind of, like, had to figure out my classes on my own, Definitely. which was difficult, but I still managed to get it. knocked it out. That's what, um, like I said, that's kind of what I wanted and the background, I did want you to kind of just experience that because I've, like I said, I've never done that, but I've been in situations where the college life and being out of town on your own, is that's a cool little thing I've only few people experienced. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, that could happen or maybe we can, we, you could inspire Jaden or Cameron to do that when, they're, yeah. when it's their turn, you know? I know when Jaden's always at the house and like, I, when I can't hang out with them, I'll be doing homework and then I'm like, Jaden, see, like, Go to school so you can be, like, whatever you want and, like, to have a good career, a good job. Definitely. Yeah. I always tell Jaden that it's always good to go to school. Jaden, you graduated freaking first grade today. I know, and I was going to second grade. Good God. I went by so fast. Time's going to fly by, Shorty. I've been telling you that That's for a while. Crazy. I've been telling you for a while that time <laughs> is going to fucking fly. This thing... Days seem long, but the life is short, man. Yeah, I realize. Like, I thought the four years of high school went by fast, but the four years of college... 
I, we're I, the same. I, I thought we were going to be able to meet up eventually. Like, man, I know. That was my big, oh, man, me and Erica are going to be able to go to class together. We're going to be able to hang out. Damn. I know. I know. I remember when I got the email about how I'll be able to graduate in the spring. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was so excited because I didn't think I was going to graduate until the fall. Mm-hmm. But then when my, my advisor told me that I'm eligible to walk in the spring, I was so happy because I was like, I get to get all these tickets for all my family. They can see me walk across stage. I was really excited. The COVID-19 thing, man, that was kind of like, um, that wasn't, that was unprecedented. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. it. I didn't know it could ruin so much. It's Everything I taken away so fast. I didn't know. I, that was the last thing I expected. Right, going year. into 2020, I was like, I'm going to finish my spring semester. It's going to go good. And COVID-19 and happened. Good God. <laughs> so how, did, how else has that affected you? Um it's been online, right? Just with school? Yes, it was horrible. When I first found out that classes were going to be online, I was like, this is so freaking stupid. I was just, <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, I don't know how to do online classes. Like, I've only did it a couple times, but but to have six classes online, it was really tough. But I got through it somehow with, like, all my friends being there, just having, like, time alone at home and peace and quiet, just focusing on everything and then the zoom lectures i had never done zoom before so that was some adjustment to get to get used to but other than that it was kind of horrible <laughs> you know, you know, i know i see you yeah. driving how did um how did i say this damn there's a question i wanted to ask you man i hate when this happens it's cool though this is the sts podcast we can do whatever we want. We're going on the fly. We didn't even really, we didn't really rehearse this or anything, you know? Yeah. So, did they, oh, that's one of Did they give you guys an option of, you know, maybe an exceptional withdrawal? Or you guys could probably drop this class and won't count against you? They Those two options they didn't give us. But the option they did give us was to have credit, no credit. But mm-hmm. we had to apply it by a certain day. So, like, credit, no credits, either, like, you get a certain amount of points in the class that'll be credit you don't get an a b c or d you just get credit for the class hmm. but if you don't reach a certain amount of points then it's no credit for the class Damn. but that would also affect your gpa in some way Definitely. but i didn't really apply for credit no credit i was just like no i'm just gonna get the grade i want you just and, grind it yeah. up i think what taft when i was kind of what kind of messed me up was they gave us an exceptional withdrawal because biology is really hard for me to do in person and online now, it's like, yeah. and these lectures are fucking horrible online. Yeah, man. lectures are long, too, without it's, being in person with yeah, the person. Yeah, I'd rather just be in the person, just get knocked down if any questions. I can't stop it and be like, hey, dude, what's this about? You know what I mean? I th- yeah. I, it was really hard for me. So I did take the exceptional withdrawal, and that was kind of um, the chancellor just signed this executive order just saying, you know, if you take this exceptional withdrawal, we're not going to count it against you. It's not going to put your GPA. It's like it's, I think you only take a class two times before you can't mm-hmm. take it again. So that's not going to count towards the count. So I took that, you know, but I didn't, it was, like I said, it was really hard for me to do the online with biology just because there's so much, there's so much technical information, there's yeah. so much terminology you have to learn. And I'm a visual with this type of stuff. <laughs> I just see it. I got to see this shit. Same I can't, here. I like can't. with my labs, um, for one of my, for two of my classes, it was hard because two of my classes had labs and we weren't able to meet in person because of the labs. So those got canceled and our prof- my professor had to like modify everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a big old mess. <laughs> so, what's your height? What's your what's your um, college like? What was your favorite classes? Um, oh, I took so many. I don't even. I think one of my favorite classes was. Well, the, besides my major classes, I really enjoyed religion and film. Definitely. 
So that class was about like we basically watched movies and we critiqued them in summaries, just like how they affect like religion, like how they incorporate religion in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite kinesiology classes was uh, motor growth. So what that class was about was like how our body moves a certain way. Like I don't know how to explain it, but. Um, Take your time, take your time. Motor growth, like how our body moves, why it moves, how it moves, like how we go from here, like throwing a football to actually throwing it. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was just pretty interesting to, it, you know, like learning motor skills, like from when we're first born, how we have to not train our babies, but we have to actually help them improve to learn how to crawl, to walk, to actually be physically active with them so they won't just be sedentary and take longer to walk Mm -hmm. to talk Mm -hmm. and just stuff like that um i think my other favorite class was even though i struggled in it it's applied kinesiology so what that class was about was we learned every bone every muscle in the body Mm -hmm. and what they did how they performed an exercise Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. What was the worst class you ever had? Like, fuck this. I want to drop this. Why, oh do, I, my God. why do I even need this class? <laughs> there was like a couple of those. There was my exercise physiology class. I hated that class. I hated going. I feel like I didn't learn anything in that class. My professor was not good at all. She would just um, tell us to read the book, read the lectures. She was never really helpful in <laughs> her um, in her office hours. She would just give the bare minimum of information. Like, I was, ugh, that class made me so upset, but I passed with a C, you know. Definitely. C. <laughs> C's get degrees, yo. C's get degrees. Yeah, and the other class I struggled with was chemistry. Ugh. Chemistry was very, very hard for me. It's very different from high school chemistry, and that was the last time I took chemistry was in high school. But my professor was really helpful. I would go to tutoring and ended up passing, but it was really good. It was hard, but. How about that frisbee class? <laughs> you had me rolling when you told me. She told me one day, she's like, well, guess what class I'm taking this semester, right? Well, what's up, Shorty? You lie at me. Frisbee. I was like, oh, fuck me. Frisbee class. <laughs> okay, so every kinesiology major has to take three activity courses. That They offer different activity courses at CCB from, like, soccer, basketball, badminton, frisbee, mm-hmm. um, flag football, like just like a variety of different things that we need three to take. So at CUCB, I ended up taking yoga, which was really fun and relaxing. Um, I took badminton, favorite class ever. I love playing badminton. What is that? Badminton, a little birdie, a little tennis, like mini That's tennis. That's what it's called? The badminton. game we used to play at back yeah. in the house? Never, never, never knew that was called back. What's it called? Badminton. Badminton. Okay. So Never much heard. fun. Cool, cool, cool. And then I took bicycle. No, I took walking online. So what I had to do was basically just like walk for a certain amount of minutes every single day, <laughs> <laughs> and then just log it on the computer. God, what the <laughs> that's fucking crazy. And dude. then I, and then the frisbee. I was supposed to take this semester, but since the COVID nineteen, we had to just like cancel that and just like log in at like what physical activities we've been doing like during the day i actually like did not like frisbee i was so bad at it i could not throw to save my life and then the professor would help me and i still wouldn't be able to throw it right fucking frisbee dude yeah. good god so what when now with um i guess this covid thing's kind of coming down we're, we're going to phase three or whatever we're not gonna get into all that shit we'll talk politics with ourselves um do, are they gonna have a ceremony for you guys well 
in the past emails that I've gotten from like the president at CUCB, she said it's postponed for now. Mm. But they said if they do decide to do graduation, it'll be like late summer, or we'll have to do it with um, the fall semester in December. Up? You're okay with that, right? Yeah, doing? but I kind of wanted it like the spring semester to have their own graduation instead of combining them. That's be forever. But yeah, I don't oh, want to wait till God. December. Definitely. So what? So with this, and you have the internship coming. You're gonna get those hours knocked out. Do you plan on um, getting your master's degree or? Yeah. So my internship that my professor got for my senior seminar class. I wanted to focus occupational therapy on pediatrics, working with kids, but mm-hmm. my professor said that since the COVID-19, all the occupational therapy pediatrics are, like, really scarce. Like, mm-hmm. they're just trying to, like, keep be safe, not really let a lot of people mm-hmm. in. So, like, what the internship he had got me was um, a hand therapist. Okay. So, like, I've heard of them, but I'm not really too familiar with, like, the work that they do. So, when I start the hand therapy it'll be like interesting to know like what they do and like maybe like i'll be interested in doing that mm-hmm. with the master's degree what do you think you're going to pursue i want to be an um, occupational therapist for kids okay yeah because there's different specialties occupational therapists do so they work like in a hospital at the schools oh, schools and whatnot. um in their own little clinics and then they work with the um, elderly people. Like, they go to their actual homes and, like, help them with, like, getting around the house. That's actually what my Thea Lydia does when I had shot on her a few summers ago. How was that? I remember, I never even asked you about that. Shadowing, <laughs> she's an occupational therapist right now, Thea yeah. Lydia. So you shadowed her. So what is, for those who don't know, I kind of know a little bit, but I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert. What exactly does that mean when you're shadowing somebody in their, in their field? So shadowing is just, like, basically seeing what they do on a daily basis at their job, like, just getting a feel of, like, how they work as an occupational therapist. But when I shadowed my tia, it was really interesting, but it was kind of sad at the same time because we'd visit the elderly people at their houses, and then they'd talk about how their kids don't really come visit them, how they're mostly alone all the time, and we just had to um, do, like, well, she did. She would just do little things like take their blood pressure, their vitals, and just like um, once in a while, like take their bath, take a bath for them. But just like help make things easier, like show them. There was like little instruments that they have, like so people can put their socks on easier, put their shoe on, their shirt. So yeah. um, I think I would show them how to use those instruments to like help them get around and dress themselves. That does suck, though, too, kind of being like those convalescent homes where, like, we were now Rosa was in one. Yeah. Until, they don't visit them all day, man. It's sad. Like, I don't want to. It's depressing. <laughs> it really is. Like, that's why I told now I I don't see us ever doing that to now. I thought that, like, I'm going to take Dude. care of them until yeah. we can't, you know what I mean? So that's, so that, did that make you, I guess, uh, more interested and more, um, to pursue that uh, line of work, that, that career field? It made me more interested because I'm helping people more, but not necessarily in the field of to work with home care. What? Since it's more like more work and like when you have to pick them up sometimes, like I'm a really small person, so yeah. I feel like I kind of hurt myself trying to do that. <laughs> that just sounds selfish or anything. No, you know, no, you know. I'm a small person, you're smaller than me. We understand 100%. Yeah, yeah, so I like, I really like working with kids, so I've always had an interest in kids and not. Definitely sure. Yeah, but that's about it. <laughs> so with the math, so um again, I've never, I don't, you know, I never applied for a master's uh, program. What does that entail? What's what's the next step for you on that? Do you after you finish your 
your internship hours? Um, honestly, don't know because I've never like applied for um, a master's program. Obviously, but I feel like I'd have to have like help from like my counselors or like my professors just to like help me decide like what the steps to do, what the steps are, and um, just to get all the requirements done. That's so I can be ready. And that's going to be apply. something you need, though, right? To be in order to do what you want. Yeah. So you okay. can't become an occupational therapist with just the bachelor's. You need your master's okay. to become one. What are you looking at right now? Do you, or have you, you haven't even thought about that yet? Um, I looked at a couple schools because I needed to know which classes to take in my undergrad in order to be qualified to um, apply for the grad school. So the couple ones I've been looking at are Dominguez Hills. Ooh, shout out. Home girl, shout out to Carissa. She's below <laughs> that Dominguez Hills. Hell yeah. Um, there's one in LA. I can't really remember the name of it, but there's one in, I, I kind of looked more at the schools, like in California instead of going out of town. But the one I really want to go to, it's in Glendale, Arizona. Ooh. Yeah, so that's one of the top three that I Shout out to all my Arizona people. We got, <laughs> we got family in Arizona, which wouldn't be bad, you know? Yeah, because cool. it's in Glendale. That's where our family lives. So I feel That's like kind of where our roots are at, too. It's weird how like, yeah. we're from, not we're, not us, but a lot of our past generations are from fucking Arizona. Arizona and Texas. Like, that's that's weird, huh? And we don't even go. We need to go visit Arizona. Shout out to all the Arizona people. We're going to be around pretty soon. Yeah, when I told my mom that I wanted to apply to Arizona, she's like, that is too far. You're not going to apply there. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wherever I get into, that's where I basically have to go. You got you, definitely, definitely. So, you were 18 when you started. You're 22 now? 23? 22, yeah. 22. What's the biggest lesson you learned so far about yourself as a woman, as a person, these last four years? Um, honestly, to not care what anybody thinks. That's always been my struggle. Like, Excuse us. One minute. I hope this is nobody interrupting our podcast right now. Oh. I know. Well, look, this is a podcast topic right here. <laughs> podcast topic. Oh, I know what this is. I thought that. Oh, his um, battery. His damn battery, dude. Ay, ay, ay. All right, sorry y'all. I know we, we interrupted a little bit, but this is a family thing too. We're gonna talk about this right now. Um, say so sorry. Let's go back to the original question. What have you learned about yourself as a woman, as a as a person? You know, you were a teenager. We walked in. Now you're a, you're a woman. You're an adult now. Yeah, I felt like when I first started college, I was a bit immature and like I felt like a little girl still, and I always felt like. Oh my gosh, what if this, what about this person? What do they think about me? Like, what if they don't like me? I have to, like, be a certain way for them to like me, like, do certain things. But over there. Fit in. Yeah. And I, once I, once I started college, I was like, because I didn't really have any friends going to the same school as me. Like, they were either not going to college at all or they were going out of, like, out of town for college. So I was basically by myself. So I learned how to do things on my own to, be able to go talk to people without being afraid because I'm a really shy person. So definitely I'm, are, dude. That's why I'm kind of like people won't be able to tell me we're family, but you're really like, fucking shy, dude. Oh, uh, good. Not irritating, but dude, it's what? not. It's not. Sometimes it is like you can't be like you for that. You can't be that shy, especially with shit. I'm your cousin. Get your shit. Let's go do this thing. And that's it. That's just me. Like, you know how I am. I'm not really. Yeah. I'm just gonna do what I got. So do. it took me a lot to get out of my comfort zone, like being able to work up the nerve to go 
talk to the financial aid ladies in the in their office to go talk to my professor. Like I would really get like kind of anxiety mm-hmm. to go talk to them because I don't really. I feel like when around them, I I get like really tongue twisted and I feel like I need to talk more professional. Definitely. So that was like my struggle, but. <clears throat> When I started teaching at the our student recreation center, like teaching Zumba, like actually being in front of a group of people and like actually having them look up to me as the instructor, like that really helped me like mature mm-hmm. and get out of my comfort zone to like not be so shy. So I think that really helped me a lot too, like to just um, not care what people think and just be myself and um, don't need anyone who doesn't need me. Like don't beg for anything, like beg for someone's friendship, relationship, like just let it go and just let things be so that's how i've been so far that i matured i'm glad her because you um <laughs> i know this too we have conversations all the time and i always try to give you whatever i think is the right advice because i don't you know me i'm a i have i'm wild sometimes you know i'm just an <laughs> asshole and i want to just give you the best advice that i know like that would benefit you and i'm yeah. glad you came to me a few times maybe not with school but just with life and yeah. how do i do this or you know you know what you what was like whatever just typing something up or just wording something yeah. differently i'm always glad you could come up to me and i'm you know i'm always gonna i want to i'm gonna be like that for the rest of our lives you know whatever i can do to help you and you make Thank me you. really proud you know like i'm really happy that you accomplished your goals and i know you got many more goals um and it's gonna be this is just the beginning for you you know and i'm really happy yeah and you. i feel like i'm so so young that i have like so like at, at first like I was like oh my gosh I'm running out of time like <laughs> no, no 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 like what if I don't have, I don't, like I feel like I had so many deadlines like in life but I was like no I'm still young like I still have like plenty of time to like figure everything out get my career you're going. in a prime spot <laughs> I always tell you that time is all illusion yo this is all, it's all time's all man made. Whoever the fuck, and whoever tells you there's a timeline, they don't fucking know. Honestly, yeah. I think everybody's supposed to do what they're supposed to do at their own. Everybody. Like it's so different because like um, how I'm finishing college and like some of my friends are having babies, getting married. I'm just like, and I'm that's thinking, fine like, too. What about, like I know it's kind of dumb to think. I'm just, and I'm just like, oh, like maybe I'm doing something wrong because I don't have any of that. But then I look back, I'm like, no, I finished. I'm gonna finish college and get my bachelor's. So like I'm like on the right track. Like, I'm not behind anybody or anything Definitely. like that. I think, like I told you, too, everybody has to be in their own lane. Mm-hmm. You can't really let anybody dictate what you're doing. That's how I look at things, too. No one dictates, no one dictates what I do. You know what I mean? There's no timeline. You're, and honestly, you're in a, I wish I was in your spot. I always tell you that shit. You're 22 now with a, with a, with a bachelor's degree. Many people wish they were like that. Mm-hmm. You have time on your side now. Yeah. So I'm not saying do take the time off, but if you ever <laughs> wanted to take the time off, you could still you got that to um, fall back to, on. Yeah. And now that you have that to fall back on, that's something they can never take away from you. And just say you know the career you know with the occupational therapy, that's an option. But you know sometimes things change. Things change in four or five years. You can always do something else with that degree now. Yeah. So you're in a good spot, so don't ever let anybody, or you know, I know with the social media shit, social media really kind of, um, you know, I guess portrays a different image or makes it seem like, oh man, look at what they're doing. They got everything kind of figured exactly. out. They got everything they need to do. That shit don't matter, yo. Because at the end of the day, you got to worry about you. You got to, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to with all the family stuff. All that shit's gonna come when it's supposed to happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just gotta control. Like, I'm in no rush to, like, get married, have kids. Like, Definitely. I wanna, like, travel, like, do stuff with, like, my friends. Like, just have fun, you know? And me. Oh, yeah, with you. <laughs> with all my family now. Man. Now that I'm, like, 
over 21, I can go do stuff. I know, forever, forever, y'all. This is that we've always wanted to take her out. Not even clubbing, but we'll just go out of town and have some drinks. Oh, we can't. Why? Erica's under 21. <laughs> so now we can take our little cousin out. And I think that's what we want to do, man. I think now that, um, especially with Asia and I, we've always said we want to go out now. Like, we want to go anywhere. We'll just go do something, yeah. you know? Like, now that you're of age, I, I don't care if I bring you. You're not going to ever, like, don't ever feel like you're third willing there or nothing. Like, we want to spend time with you. I want to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. I want to continue. I know, we're always so busy. I know, dude. We're, on a, fucking, we're on a fucking grind, dude. Like, we're all, I think that's a good thing about all of us. We're always on the grind, though. It doesn't matter what the hell we're doing. I know, we're always doing something. Like, today, you're going to be doing some shirts for me. This for people, this for <laughs> people who don't know, all these EC3 shirts, she's the mastermind behind all of it. She's the one that prints them out for me. I know sometimes I'm always on her ass. Oh, man. Because <laughs> you know me, my time my time schedule is fucked sometimes. I'm always on her ass. Erica, can you start yes. the logos now, please? <laughs> I'll be there in a little bit. We'll knock them out. She's really patient with me. She's, yes. And you helped out. Um, you honestly helped out the DJ business more than you ever know. Because this right here, these shirts... They get the they get the name out, you know, mm-hmm. and I do, and I hope I compensate you. Where I always try to give you a little bit more than I can, you know. So, um, and I rather, like, I always tell you, I rather, um, I rather pay you than anybody else to do my shirts. I know people get fucking fifty <laughs> shirts in two days. I'm yeah. gonna go for that. I rather you get. I rather pay you, and we can spend quality time together. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that shit. I love that. And then that. you even helped started peeling the <sighs> the vinyl papers off and, and everything. Pressing them. Learning how to make shirts and how I do it on on the computer. Like Pretty how soon, gonna start doing all of it. She's gonna let me come <laughs> over and just fucking let me do my thing. Hold on, real fast. Let's look at these comments real fast here, y'all. My mom says she's very proud of you. Love Nina. Uh, thank Chloe you. Chloe hopes she gets her um shirt today. Maybe. Oh. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Let's go back a little bit. We have some viewers today, Shorty. You're a popular, you're a popular item today, bro. Thank you. Um, man, check this out, y'all. Tata, ay, ay, tata. Oh yeah, some people don't know what a tata is. Dude, we say nana and tata. They're like, what's a nana and tata? My, my guy, my guy, Dom told me one time, what the fuck's a tata? I'm like, oh, it's my grandpa. What do you mean? What the fuck's a tata? Our tata is really um, very loving man. Nana is very. I guess so. People who don't know, people on the podcast, Erica is my first cousin. Her mom and my father are brother and sister. Fucking crazy because people say, Oh, that's my cousin. They're not even fucking cousins. We're first cousins, bruh. Sheesh. Just say it to say. Now, we real family out here. And Tata today, Tata's a very loving man. He bought this old ass battery. We ordered this on Amazon today for for, for Abriel's little car. And man, the black one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how this is going to go. You'll figure it out. But. Oh, yeah, he knows all about that. Nah, I thought that. We could go into that real fast. It's like our, another term for grandma and grandpa. Yeah, it's definitely. It's Nana, so funny because Nana thought that always say, like, I want to be called Nana because it doesn't sound old. Old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember always saying that. We could talk about that too, Erica. What about. um? The impact that our grandparents have on our lives. Um, I guess I could start. Nan thought they are really loving people, and they really are. They, I feel like that's just them to make a really big impact on our life. Like they really love us and support us, and like will literally do anything for us. I don't think Nan thought they've ever told me no. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they've ever told me no. Um, they scold us sometimes, you know. They get, I think they keep it one hundred. They're really old school. They're gonna. Yeah, real old. They school. don't. My nan thought that man. They don't know how to. Uh, they don't know how to be fake. They don't do um, beat around the bush. They really tell it how it is, and that's something that's tough love sometimes. But I think that's yeah. something that they always gave us, you know. And um, they're we always. I think I told you, Nana's like a guardian angel. She really is. A, like, like she would a, always pray for me. Like when I'd have a final, she'd be like, "Miha, I'm gonna say a prayer for you, so God's with you when you're taking your finals." And like she'd give me, like when I wouldn't have time to like eat or anything like that, she'd bring me like a plate of food. I'm just like, oh, Nana's so sweet. Yesterday she came over. <laughs> Say, Mijo, I don't know if you like boiled chicken, but I got you some boiled chicken and mashed potatoes. I was like, okay, no, 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 I ate that shit. I was like, I felt, it was good, though. Yeah, it was. She's like, I know you're trying to lose weight. I'm like, thanks, Nana. <laughs> I think, too, man, they're really, um, they're supportive of everything we do. Yeah, they really are. Even though they don't agree with us sometimes, they'll still, like. They're still going to ride with us. Yeah. So, Nana thought that they're really, they're really important to us, and, um. We yeah, are, I don't know what I do without them. We like, always, seriously, uh, we, I feel like I'd go crazy. We always say we wish they could live forever, and we'll see. You know, we're gonna do whatever we can. I, I'm happy you graduated. For, somebody graduated. They're still here. I know they love. They they were waiting for this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were waiting for someone <laughs> to graduate. It's been fucking almost twenty. What since my dad graduated in '98? It's been fucking twenty years almost. Yeah, and that was years. like kind of like not really pressure for me, but. I know they're not getting any younger, mm-hmm. and, like, they're getting, like, kind of up there, but not really. They're still young. Definitely. But I was really, I really wanted them to see me walk across stage as well, because they're not going to be here forever, and I just really wanted, wanted them to see, like, that accomplishment that I made while they're still here. And, like, I know um, Nana didn't finish high school, and Tata finished high school, but he worked the whole worked time, so there was life. no school, so I just really wanted them to see me accomplish um, graduating from. And now that we're older, we see that the sacrifices that they made back then, it set us up for now. Mm-hmm. The house, uh, the, work, the work ethic that thought this been stoned in us, and just with your mom and my dad, they helped them out so much. Too. Now that we're older, we're kind of realizing, damn, yeah. I thought that helped out my, you know, your, your mom and my dad a lot. So I hope that's something that we can do for our grandkids, because... I think, damn, dude, just a substitute. But just say, you know, whenever that time t- comes when they're not around anymore and we have a grandkids, I hope we could just still be old. But, like, man, remember when I thought they used to yeah. do this for us? And, <laughs> and all this crap. And, then, you know, it sucks to think that. I guess sad thing, but that's going to be a reality because, you know, that's part of life. We're going to get older. Yeah, there's, nothing we can do to, there's nothing we can do to stop being, you know, stop life. Yeah, you have so, to keep going. And that's, and I hope, um, you know, I think the more older we get to, we're kind of realizing what they went through. I hear, I love hearing Nana's stories. Yeah, me too, and Tata's. And like, that's another thing. I'm trying to get Nana on the podcast. I think Nana's <laughs> going to do it. I don't think Tata's going to do it, but I know Nana will do it definitely. Yeah, Nana will probably have fun doing it. <laughs> yeah, she, she loves talking about, oh, me home. We had pennies, and we lived yeah, in the field. When they first got married, they just eat beans and fideo. <laughs> and we had savings bonds, Miho. You need to get a savings bonds. <laughs> so... Um, real fast, I want to get to Zumba. What um, you're a Zumba instructor. What what got you into um, into that field? You know, I know you do a couple classes at BC or at uh, Cal State and whatnot. So um, how's that going? Um, well, I've always loved to dance. I danced at a studio for about six years, and then 
once high school came, well, I was in high school doing it, but I just had to put a stop to it because I just feel like I wasn't going really anywhere with it. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't motivating me to do more. So that's when I had joined cheer. I'm going to just give you my background story. No, what? Do and cheer. then I did cheer. All four years of high school, then um, I got the captain position my junior year, which is really cool. Definitely. Um, and gave me, like, the leadership skills I needed in order to become a Zumba instructor and just, like, an athletic. Shout out to the Hill. <laughs> we Foothill alumni. Shout out to the Woo! Hill. Hey, Foothill. We out here. Okay, go ahead. And then um, I actually got the Zumba position um, through my major because all the kinesiology majors got an email saying, like, oh, if you're interested in teaching at the RSRC, like, come every Friday and, like, show us your skills and, like, learn the skills to, like, be an instructor, to how to teach in front of people, how to use the microphone, how to, mm-hmm. like, um, help people, like, if they're doing an exercise wrong, just to, like, so they can pre- prevent themselves from hurting. But I really love teaching Zumba. I always love to dance. I thought it was really fun just, like, having my own class to um, teach to people how they wanted it, how to coordinate my class the way I wanted it. Like, it was all me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wanted to make it good for everyone. And I met, like, a really – I met a good amount of friends, all my regulars, it was really fun. I'm going to miss teaching at the SRC. And maybe that's something we, you could do on the side now, you know? maybe. Um... I actually had tried that. I think it was last summer I had started teaching mm-hmm. um, at a studio. But I really, I wouldn't really get that many people. I'd probably get like maybe four people a week. Definitely. But I feel like some people don't really want to pay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I would really have cheap classes. But I feel like. You still have like $2 classes, yo. Yeah, 2 $3. Oh and no God. one really wanted to pay. I was like, this is really cheap compared to like other people i see them 15 dollars a class and she don't yeah. get your sweat on yeah i feel like totally too shorty i'm like even the times you've taken that risk and i know like it's out your it's outside your comfort zone i know you're shy you're not you're, you're not you know you could be loud because like, we're you're laughable yeah. god you know like with us i know what you could do yeah. but when you're in front of that environment um you're you know you're instructing classes that's why i totally take that risk and if it's okay if only one person shows up. Yeah. Because you I got remember, a bill from somewhere. And there's nothing wrong with just two people coming up. And it's going to, maybe inside, like, oh, fuck. But you got to give those two people the best out of you yeah. to give them. You know what I mean? They deserve the best to you. Like, they came to see, like, came to my class. So, I mean, why wouldn't I give them Because time role? is precious, too. So, yeah. they're taking their time out to come see you. That's, and I, I've been the same boat. I've been to some gigs that, oh, fucking horrendous. But I gave them my best shot because, you know, people came out to see me. Yeah. So, you're gonna, I'm, I'm glad you did that. So maybe we'll figure something out. We could um, get your Zumba classes started. And just, I know, hopefully, so people can like start exercising with like no gyms being open. <laughs> and especially with the, we got the Zoom now, so I'm sure we could figure something out. Yeah, it's cool. So we're gonna uh, wrap this up real fast. I know IG is like an hour thing, but <laughs> again, you're the first woman to be on my podcast. You're the first woman in our immediate family to have a bachelor's degree. And um, you're really special. You're really. you're very special. This is our first time having a. a I, cause I thought you were gonna be at home doing this, but you came over here, which I thought you were gonna do. I I didn't know we were gonna. I do was that. gonna ask you too. Like, are we gonna do this over the phone, or do you want to be here? But yeah. this is our first in-house interview that we've ever done before. Yeah. So I hope everybody. I was kind of confused too. Like. I go over there, right? <laughs> Dude, I knew it too. I was gonna, I was gonna tell you, like, um, you don't come over here, my guy. We're gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, we're gonna do this over the phone. Oh, sure. yeah, That's kind of funny. But no, um, I'm glad you came on, and this is. Um, I'm really proud of you, and I love you. You 
this is only the beginning for you, and I never doubted you for a second. I knew you could um you always been really intelligent. So keep grinding, you. yo. Know? I'm gonna try. And, try my best. And we're gonna get you back on eventually and we're gonna just uh we're gonna just keep doing our thing. Thanks for coming on the podcast. You Make sure you promote me. this thing, my G. Yes, I Let's will. Let's get people going on. <laughs> if y'all need any shirts. I do shirts, cups, wine glasses, bibs, Christmas ornaments. Just come with her with an idea and she's going to make your vision happen. That's how it's always been with her. Uh, again, she deals with my fucking Pacific. I'm really detail-oriented. <laughs> she's, oh, man, so... And you're like, can you make this a little bit bigger? Can you fix this? Can you make it like that? <laughs> Appreciate you, because you have patience, yo. Good I really God. Do. I like, I'm a really patient person, actually. You definitely are. And my machine helps me be like more patient and very detailed with all my stuff. It's really time-consuming, but it's relaxing at the same time. Man, so we out here. Appreciate everybody tuning in, y'all. This is going to be episode 45 of the... Hold on, sorry, hold on. Is this episode 45? I think 46. Oh, Sorry. This is going to be episode 46 of the <laughs> STS Shooting the Shit Podcast. I am Ernie C, the Gap to Genius. Erica, hope you guys have a wonderful day. We out. Bye. <laughs> Hit me. There's not a minute to spare. Don't worry.